Business Foundations for Mums with me, Kate Butcher, is the podcast to listen to if you are a mum who is ready to launch your business, not sure where to start or wanting to turn that sideline into something more serious. It will be full of practical tips, mindset advice and inspirational and honest interviews with mums who are juggling business and motherhood. Supporting mums in business to turn your dream into a reality. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Today I have with me Karen Farrell and Karen is going to tell us all about her wonderful mindfulness business that she has created and how she fits that in and juggles it around being a mum. So first of all, Karen, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, your family life and how it all fits together? Yes, well, thank you so much for having me. So yes, my name is Karen Farrell. I am a modern day mindfulness and breathwork expert and also a mother of two. And I basically help mums to find peace and calm amongst the chaos of motherhood. And I will say this, mindfulness and meditation has helped me to not lose my mind on many occasions. So I'm all about helping the mums to just, yeah, find that kind of inner peace and that resilience. And yeah, I love it. But here's the thing. I actually never used to be into mindfulness or meditation. I actually thought it was boring, a waste of time. But when I started practicing it, I was like, this is a game changer. And I need to basically bring this to the mums because I think this is a way for them to just find that calm, find that balance, find that peace, because, you know, you cannot wait until you're less stressed, you're less overwhelmed, you're on holidays, you need to find peace and calm amongst the chaos of modern motherhood. Absolutely. And there is certainly nothing more chaotic than modern motherhood in my experience. Exactly. uh, There's a lot to juggle all the time with everything that we have to do as mums and as business owners and and so on. So, I mean, we we first met, Karen, I think you came and did my business planning challenge when you were literally just in the the planning stages of your business, weren't you? I know. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. And actually, that was what made me think... I want to start my own business. So it was a really interesting time. So I basically, I previously worked as a facilities manager. So I managed the operations of buildings. I always say to people, I I, I helped their outer world. Now I help their inner world. And I had been doing that for many years. And when I went off in 2019 to have my daughter, I basically, well, lockdown happened when she was probably about eight, well, six, seven, eight months old. And I got furloughed. I got furloughed for a very, very long time. And it was during that time that I was like, what do I really want to do with my life? And well-being had always been a passion of mine. And that's when I kind of moved into the mindfulness space. I did a four-week course and I loved it. And then I trained as a teacher. And then I was like, I need to bring mindfulness to the modern age because I had always had this perception that mindfulness was boring. It was a waste of time. And then when I started practicing it, I was like, this is game-changing, but I need to bring it to the modern age because I think it still has that stigma attached to it that it's, yeah, a waste of time. So I started thinking, actually, I think I want to maybe do a business with this. And then obviously I did your course, which was fantastic or your challenge. And I was like, actually, I'm going to just, I'm going to maybe just go for this. And because I was furloughed, I was kind of in a fortunate position. I was getting paid to do whatever I wanted. Now, lockdown was different for everyone. Everyone had a different experience. My experience was one of personal development and growth. 
and thinking about, you know, what do I really want to do? You know, what, you know, am I really passionate about facilities management, which I wasn't, um, it was just a job whilst mindfulness and meditation and helping mums was something I was passionate about. So for a good few months, I was just kind of, I guess, building an audience, building some traction, having some fun. And then furlough dream came to an end and I went back to my corporate job and I was like, what am I doing with my life? This is not for me. I am not destined for this job anymore. So I basically uh, left my corporate job whilst I was pregnant with my second child. Now, I mean, there's never a good time to leave a job, start a business, have a child. There's only now. So I thought I'm just going to go for it. And that's basically, that's when I decided then and there, I was like, I'm going to leave my corporate job and I'm going to delve deep into this full time whilst I'm pregnant. (laughs) So I really only had about seven or eight months to kind of win work, build up my audience before I was going on maternity leave for the second time. Mm. And yeah, so that's kind of how it all came about. I just thought, I'm going to just pursue this, this passion. And I think for me, I just didn't want to look back on my life and be like, I didn't try. I think that was, that was something that was kind of inside me. And it actually was funny because my husband, when I told him I'm going to leave my job, he was like, he said to me, do you have a plan? And I was like, not really, but I just knew I had this kind of burning desire, this passion to just go for it and give it a go. And I'm so glad I did that because yeah, I've just achieved so much since I've kind of been on maternity leave for the second time. And obviously now I'm back to really, you know, launch and scale my business. That's amazing. And how has your business developed in that time? Yeah. So, so this is a good question. So Before working with mums, I worked mainly with organizations and I still do. So I mainly worked with corporate organizations, helping, you know, employees with burnout and things like that. And and working with mums is sort of a new audience that I'm I'm growing. But how is it working out? It has been amazing because I think once I decided to sort of niche down to mums, it just got so much easier. Uh, Working with corporates is very tick box. So they get me in for sort of well-being initiatives so like stress awareness day or mental health awareness month or something like that so it's very tick box whilst with mums there's a real opportunity there I think to just educate them on resilience techniques and things like that so I basically started a Facebook group cleaned up you know my Instagram and my LinkedIn and everything and sort of focusing more on mums and then I started doing some work with like mum initiatives so for example pregnant then screwed they got in contact with me to do to be a speaker for one of their events. So I guess for the past year that I've been sort of on maternity leave, I've just been sort of building and growing an audience. And I've been working with my local community centers, uh, children's centers. I've been doing some work with the mental health charity Mind as well. They run a fantastic initiative called Mindful Mums, which I help facilitate. And I think, like I said, just niching down, focusing on mums has just been so much easier for my messaging, for my content. It's, you know, collaborations with other people, other mums in business who are maybe not doing mindfulness they might be doing something else like I don't know pelvic floor is something that just came to my mind there's a lady who helps uh, mums with their pelvic floors mum you know women that help mums get back into the workplace because after you've been on maternity leave you know your confidence things like that so so yeah so it's just been great niching down and focusing on mums absolutely and I think when you are in that phase of life yourself it also makes it it makes you really relatable to your audience yes. because you're a mum yourself. Yes. So you can talk and, and you can be relatable because of, of where you are, because you're teaching from a place of, of doing yourself and, yes. and understanding. 
Exactly. And I think that's what makes it so authentic. It's like, I've been there, you know, mindfulness has helped me to, like I said, not lose my mind on many occasions. But I will say this, I'm so glad that I learned mindfulness when I really, like before I really needed it, because my first pregnancy was very much, you know, textbook pregnancy, everything was, you know, absolutely fine. And yeah, and I did everything right. And then my second pregnancy was actually quite a stressful pregnancy. There was always a lot of just, you know, there was always something wrong or there was like something just, it's never great news. And so basically I'm so glad I knew mindfulness then because it helped me to just stay present in the moment, not get caught up in my thoughts and my feelings, not start catastrophizing about the future or thinking about, you know, should have I done something, you know, to help or whatever, you know? And so I think being able to share these stories with my mums to say like, this is how mindfulness has helped me. This is how it's helped me to ride that wave of chaos has, has been really, I think, beneficial because mums have seen that they're not alone. I think it's definitely beneficial that I am a mum because I am able to share my like lived experiences with mums and to show them that actually, you know, mindfulness can really help if you are, you know, you've got no sleep, you're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed, you're having a bad day. And I think being able to share my experiences with mums and then how mindfulness has helped me has just been really I think authentic. I think it builds that no like and trust as well. Mums are like, oh, Cara. And also I'm very public about the highs and lows of motherhood. And I'm very, and a lot of my audience have always said that they love seeing that. They love seeing that it's not all, you know, roses that, you know, I'm, I'm very authentic about it and I'm very honest, but also showing how mindfulness has helped. So for example, we were talking earlier about lack of sleep and I survived on probably about three hours sleep for at least six months with my second baby and it was tough like it was so tough and I felt so so low some days when I would wake up and I would cry thinking how am I going to get through the day and you know and I did but where mindfulness has been so transformative is I was able to put space between my thought and reality. You know, I would wake up and I would just be like, how am I going to get through the day? And it was just knowing that actually this too shall pass. And I know that that's such a simple thing and people say it like this too shall pass, but it really does, you know, because my son sleeps through the night now, most nights. He didn't last night, but hey, (laughs) but they get there in the end, you know, Mm. and now I can't even remember what it was like. I can't really remember what it was, how bad it was when he wasn't Mm. sleeping because I'm now getting sleep. But at the time it was so, so tough. And I think just knowing that, you know, just get through today, tomorrow's another day. And, you know, that just gave me that strength and that resilience to just sort of move through each day at a slower pace. Mm. I wouldn't put pressure on myself. And yeah, and now I'm on the other side. But, you know, I always say to people, if you can learn mindfulness before you really need it, then great, because you are building a solid foundation. So when times do get tough, you've got this almost like this toolbox of, of techniques and resilience that you can use to support you. You literally took the toolbox bit out of my mouth. I was just thinking it's it's part, and I was going to say it's part of that toolbox of resources yeah. that we develop over life, don't we? And you add new tools to your toolbox all the time, and then when you need them, they're there for you to take out and use. I think I think it's a really good way of looking at it. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And it is. It's just finding what works for you. And I was just thinking actually. So self care. Because like when it comes to mums, mums are like, I don't have time for self-care. And then, you know, they get down, you know, way down the priority list. And I now, I think self-care should be called self-discipline because you need to be 
disciplined and you need to schedule that time and you need to be like, right, I'm going to go for that walk because I haven't been out of the house all day because you know how much better you will feel. And I have a really, really good example of this. I used to go to a, like a fitness class for babies. It was called Fit Mama and you take your baby and you do a fitness class. I'm not going to lie. Like it was more about us mums just getting together and having a chat and a gossip and, a, you know, a bit of a decompress, you know, probably moan about our husbands and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, but it was for me, it was the only baby class that was for me. And I nearly didn't go one day. I thought, you know what? I can't be bothered. I really can't be bothered going to this fit mama class. But I, something inside me was like, go Karen, because if you don't go, you won't do anything for you today. You'll just be stuck at home. So I thought, fine, I'm going to go. And I went to this fit class and I remember saying to the mums afterwards, I was like, I am so glad I came. I am so glad that I actually, you know, pulled myself together and, and came out and went to this class because I feel amazing. And this other mum said to me, and I'll never forget this. She said, Karen, you very rarely ever regret going. You very rarely ever regret going. You never regret self-care right? You never regret taking that time out for yourself, going for a walk, giving yourself, you know, maybe 10 minutes in the bath or something like that, or some time to read. You never regret it. But the reality is you don't do it. So I'm really passionate about making sure that mums, even if it is just five, 10 minutes, you take some time out for yourself. Because here's the reality. If you just do all the, all the other things, you're kind of left with just like draining activities, okay? Activities mm-hmm. that drain you, bring you down. So like, you know, the washing, the cleaning, you know, the, the cooking, you know, the nappy changes, looking after the kids, you know, all these activities. And then what happens is, is all the things that sustain you, that light you up, make you feel good, bring you joy. They're like, they fall off your list. And mm-hmm. then you're just left with all these draining activities. So I'm really passionate about helping mums to, to try and bring some positive activities into their day once a day, even if it's just five minutes to read a book or to, you listen to a meditation or something but you have to be disciplined easier said than done I know but I think if you're not disciplined it doesn't happen yeah you're so it is so true and I I got to a point where my children were sleeping well they were sort of sleeping through regularly to to about seven o'clock I think my son was probably about four by that time that we had that consistent sleep and he was sleeping in and I decided at that point that I needed some time for myself and because they were sleeping through until about seven and I'm, I know I'm really lucky in that not not all children at that age will will sleep through well until about seven but because I had that pocket of time I thought well actually I need to start getting up earlier so I started getting up at five o'clock and those two hours are sacred and there are days today I think I got up at 20 past seven because I woke up and I snoozed the alarm and thought oh, I don't want to get out of bed today but actually you know when the alarm went off a second or a third time and I kind of went oh I'm going to miss out on my self-care time if I don't get out of bed now. I need to do that. And and that time is so important. It's the time when I do my self-development work. It's the time when when it's my time and I can have a coffee in peace and quiet and I can do some meditation and have some time for myself and yep. have a bath and chill out and do all of that stuff and go for a run or a walk or something. But it gives me almost two hours every day to work on me, which I actually think is is it feels like a really short amount of time when I'm in it. It feels like it's not long enough. I I could go on doing that all day long because that stuff is so powerful and important, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And you know what? You are so right in the sense that you're you're gifting yourself that time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, because I used to be the same. I used to get up at 6.30 before everyone was awake. Uh, like you, I, I just liked the peace and quiet. I wanted to have my coffee, my breakfast, and it just kind of like set me up for the day. And there were days when I didn't maybe get up or my kids would wake up at the same time. So I wouldn't get that time to myself. And it did affect my day because I just didn't feel as mentally strong or resilient I just felt a bit scatty I just I don't know I just I hadn't had that time for me basically yeah and I I think that is so mentally prepared for the day I think if I haven't had that time for myself I notice I get really snappy with the children yeah if I haven't had my time in the morning and and yeah I do like like you said before if I don't do it I regret it I I can't believe I on Sunday I slept in I Sunday's the only day I don't set an alarm at five o'clock and I woke up at 20 past nine which is just unheard of. And the kids had got themselves up. They'd gone downstairs. They'd had some breakfast. They were watching TV quite happily. And and I woke up and thought, huh, what's happened here? I mean, even on days when I don't set my alarm, I'm normally up by six at the latest, but obviously I needed it this week. But yeah, it's it's amazing. Well, it's amazing what your body tells you you need at times, but equally that time, I I felt it on Sunday. I didn't have any time to myself before everyone else woke up. I was really aware of it. That's it. And then you're just forever catching up, I feel, because you're just sort of trying to, I don't know, chase your tail sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I always say to mums, you know, you can start again as well. So for example, I used to love going to baby cinema. So for any, if you don't know what that is, it's it's like the best thing ever. You basically go and you see the latest blockbuster film and you can take your baby with you. And again, it's it's one of the very few things that's for me as a mum. And I basically had planned this particular day to go and see a film and I think it turned out to be strikes or something mm-hmm. and like train strikes. And I literally... Like, I just kind of lost my mind a little bit. I was crying. I was stomping around going, why today? Why me? You know, I really wanted to go to this baby cinema. This is the only thing for me. What am I going to do? And like, I was really upset. And then I just kind of took a moment to breathe and I and stop because obviously everything was spiraling out of control. And I suddenly thought, I can just get the bus. Like the bus is not going to be as enjoyable because it'll be busy and I'll have my buggy. But it will get me there. It will get me to baby cinema and I can do that thing for me. So that is exactly what I did. I got the kid in the buggy. Off I went, went to baby cinema. It was the best thing ever. And so here was the thing. And this was the valuable lesson I learned. It would have been easier to stay at home, but I would have been miserable. So to have that moment where I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going to put the kid in the buggy. I'm going to get the bus and I'm going to go to baby cinema. And I had such a great time. And I think, again, it's just knowing that if, you know, if you don't want to do something or you're maybe having a bad day, acknowledging it, bringing yourself back to the present moment and then going, right, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do next? And it might be that, you know what, I'm just going to stay home and watch a movie or I'm just going to, you know, just give myself some relaxation time or, you know, or I'm going to go to the cinema. And I'm actually just going to go out and I'm going to do it. And I know that I'll feel so much better. So I guess it's all about choices, isn't it? I think that's what mindfulness does. It gives you choices. It, it enables you to choose how you want to respond to a situation or your thoughts or your feelings. And I think that could be so empowering to know that actually I can choose to, you know, go do my self-care or not. Amazing. Thank you. And um, what, Do you have any specific self-care tips that you would give to mums on how to manage that busy mum juggle and how to bring some mindfulness into their lives? 
Yes. So I am all about making mindfulness a habit that sticks because here's, here's the thing when it comes to habits, right? It's not so much doing it that's the problem. It's remembering to do it. Mm, so I am all about having kind of like mindful triggers in your day. So every time you, so something that you do every day. So it could be something as simple as every time you make a cup of tea or every time you check your phone, every time you check social media, every time you put your password into your laptop or something like that, something that you do every day. So I ask people to choose something and then use that as your mindful trigger. And that is what's going to be your opportunity to stop, take a few deep breaths, because that's all it has to be. You don't have to necessarily put, you know, half an hour, 10 minutes aside, although that's fantastic, but I appreciate that as a busy mum, it's not always possible. So it's about finding these pockets or these mini mindful moments throughout your day. So yeah, like every time you make a cup of tea, actually taking a moment to just breathe in and out slowly, actually really focus on the taste of your tea and just have that mental reset, as I call it. So yes, I'm all about making sure that, you know, you just find these these bite-sized opportunities throughout your day where you can just focus on your breathing, collect your thoughts, focus on the present moment. And it's these things, they might sound like little things, but it's actually these things that give you that resilience and get you through the day and also snap you out of automatic pilot because you might just be going through the motions, you know, caught up in this kind of ball of maybe stress or anxiety or overwhelm. And actually this just helps to break that circuit of, of all that pattern of thinking. So yes, I would definitely say, find your little mini mindful moments, try and do something for you every day and also identifying the positives. You know, I think we're so hardwired to think negatively. We have a natural bias to thinking negatively. And if you haven't had a good night's sleep, like I didn't have for a very long time, you know, you kind of wake up in the morning and everything's a bit doom and gloom. So it's about finding positive things in your day to be grateful for. You know, I remember once I was looking around at my very messy house and I was just like, I can't find anything to be grateful for. And then I was like, actually, I'm just so grateful I've got kids and okay, all the toys are there scattered around, but I'm just so grateful that, you know, I've got them and yes, it's hard, but it also brings me so much joy. So I think, you know, little things like this can just really help you to build that resilience and just get you through the day and also reflecting on the day as well. Like what are the good things and finding those kind of precious moments as well, because I think we just get so caught up with big things in our lives, big things in our lives, making us happy. But actually some, sometimes it's something as simple as just, I don't know, going for a walk and looking at the ducks on the water or something like that. It's those kind of like mini, you know, sort of moments of, of presence and awareness. So yeah, I think it's just about finding these, these moments of calm amongst, you know, busy mum life. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. And I, I love that idea of the the finding the positives and looking for the positives. Um, I think practicing gratitude is is something that you know we're all encouraged to do. And and I forget to do it a lot of the time. But actually that's a big part of I mean if, if you can do it regularly, then you don't you almost don't need to actively do it because it just starts to happen naturally, doesn't it? It's that reticular yeah. activating system kicking in, which filters which of the thousands and thousands of of thoughts that go through our brain, it's actually going to put into our consciousness. Yep. And if we're consciously thinking about the positives and and actually making an effort to look at the positives, then the next time our brain has to filter all of those thoughts, it, it thinks, oh, well, it's the positives that you want to see. So it shows you the positives and you see exactly. more and more of them. It's, it, it's yep. like that thing that when, when you're pregnant, you suddenly start noticing all these pregnant women. They were there before, but you didn't notice them because they weren't relevant to you or some, something you could relate to necessarily or you get a new car and suddenly you see all the same type of car all over the road it's yep. that same same process exactly Putting that positive 
thoughts, having that practice of gratitude regularly, just, I mean, I, I used to practice gratitude and I, I don't anymore, but I don't, it's not that I don't feel I need to, but it, it just happens on its own. I know just exactly what you're of it. I know exactly what you're saying. I understand because it's become a habit. Mm. It's like you just do it automatically, right? Mm. But what was I going to say? I read somewhere once and I thought this was great. It basically said, you know, write down, you know, 10 things that you're grateful for every day. And the reason being was that because, you know, the first few things are like, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for, you know, you start off with the big things, but then you start kind of digging down a bit deeper. Like, actually, I'm grateful for that beautiful flower that I smelled, or I'm grateful that, you know, you know, I woke up every day is a gift, right? Like, you know, I know that sounds a bit, you know, sinister, but it's, you know, you, you then start going down to all the, like the little things that make you happy. And it's these little things that actually can have a really big impact mm. on your well-being. But yeah, no, gratitude is something that like you, it's just become a total part of my life and my being. Mm, absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you. And in terms of your business, Karen, what would you say is the best bit of advice that you have been given since you started your business? Yeah. So the best bit of advice, so two things, but they're very similar. So progress over perfection and launch before you're ready. And I love both of these and they're very similar, but it's so true. So I have launched courses before where I haven't been ready. I've basically maybe done the first couple of modules, but the reason being is to see whether there's going to be any interest and things like that. And, and then once people sign up, I'm like, I got to do this. I've actually got to, you know, go through with this and also progress over perfection. I tell myself this all the time because what is perfection, right? And you know, like it's, it's different for everyone, I guess, but what perfection does is it stops you from moving forward. And I have to remind myself this because otherwise I would just never do anything. I would never launch anything. I'd never record that meditation or I'd be re-recording that meditation being like, it's not perfect, mm. but actually good enough is good enough. And, and, and I have to remind myself of this a lot because it hasn't become a habit yet, but because it, otherwise it will just stop me from moving forward. So yeah, that would be my, my two bits of advice. Launch before you're ready and, and progress over perfection. Absolutely. Both bits, brilliant bits of advice. Definitely the progress over perfection is one that like you, I am constantly working on. I am a perfectionist or as, as Brené Brown says, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Love I'm trying that. to get past perfection and you do slip back into it so easily. And I, you know, I'm just this week I was thinking, gosh, I haven't gone live on my Facebook for a few weeks because I don't have something that uh, is solid. I'm I'm in a, a sort of bit of a transition stage at the moment, and I'm I'm trying to clarify my thoughts on on what program to release next and and what what I'm creating. And, and because I don't have that that solid idea, I've I've slipped in some of the habits. And then once I've slipped in the habits, I think, oh well, I haven't done it. So now it's just and, and you just let it go because you've lost yep. that that habit. And so it, it's about yeah, getting back into those habits and and doing the same, you know, getting back on the bandwagon and not worrying about the perfection. It it's a it is a real struggle. I do I do struggle with perfection a lot. Yeah. It's a good it's it is one I remind myself of and I've got done is better than perfect up on my wall. It's Exactly. It's so relevant. But yeah, definitely start before you're ready. I've I've heard that one a few times as well and it's in fact yesterday in some training I was doing, she said exactly the same thing. Create your don't create your course, come up with the idea, launch it, see what the demand is, and then when you've got people who are ready for it, you then create it and go from there because otherwise you end up creating and then no one comes to 
to do what you want to do. Um, yeah. And that's, I've done that. I've been there and it's painful. It's really painful when it happens. So yeah, the next, the next iteration, definitely I am launching before I am ready without yeah. doubt. And then and, going uh, from there. And it exactly. It. Yep, exactly. And uh, you've just reminded me and I wish I knew the name, but there's a fame, a very famous, I don't know if it's a Ted talk or like a YouTube clip or something. And it's this guy who basically created the best product you will ever, the the best product you will never need. He basically came up with this idea or this product or something like that, spent thousands and thousands, you know, maybe millions of pounds on this product that no one needed. And he learned a really valuable lesson. He was like, I could have found out that no one needed it in about five minutes, but instead I spent years and years and years and, and investing all this money. And he said, all I needed to do was create a landing page talking about this amazing product and basically have a, you know, join the waiting list or inquire now or something like that. And he said within five minutes or within a couple of days or whatever, he would have realized there's no demand. And there's a lot more to the story, but again, it's just, you know, he went to all this effort to create something and then, and then there was no demand for him, mm. no need. So it was a valuable lesson, but it's, he's quite famous. Uh, yeah. He's obviously I'm done very to well look for that himself one now. Yeah. Mm. I, I'll, um, me too. Cause I have watched it. It's quite an incredible story. So yeah. So yeah, definitely start before you're ready. Progress over perfection and launch before you're ready. Fantastic. Thank you, Karen. That's amazing. And do you have a favorite business tool that you use? So I am very old school. I am still very much a pen and paper kind of girl. And, you know, I love using my Excel spreadsheet to, you know, do all my content planning and everything. I wouldn't say I necessarily use like an app or anything like that. I am still, still kind of in the dark ages. I'm not, you know, one of these digital people. Pen and uh, paper is a tool in itself as, as is an Excel spreadsheet. They're both amazing tools. True. Yes, no, that's very true. And I do love writing things down. And I think just the act of writing things down just makes it more real. And, you know, I can cross off my to-do list. I like that kind of that physical element, being able to cross something off or tick it off. So yeah, that's basically me. I'm very basic, pen and paper and Excel. Fantastic. No, I mean, Excel is my best friend. I love an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I do as well. And also, I guess uh, the other tools I probably use, I mean, I don't know if these are tools, but just social media, love uh, social media. That's been quite important in terms of my growth and reaching my ideal audience and my clients mm. and building, you know, that no like and trust. So yeah, I, I love a bit of social media. And you've actually, I've, I've noticed that you've kind of almost shifted and morphed your social media as your business has developed. So you, yeah. you've always been very active on LinkedIn and I, I see you all the time posting on LinkedIn, but you've also since then, I think that was where you started out really, wasn't it? In terms of the networking yeah. side of things. But since then you've developed an Instagram and a, a Facebook side of things as well. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my preferred platform. Everyone has a preferred platform. Mine is LinkedIn. And that's mainly because I came from a corporate background. So, and I work with corporates as well as mums, but it's quite easy for me to sort of, I guess, focus on mums and businesses because my message is the same. It's just maybe the pain points are slightly different. Mm. And then obviously, yeah, Instagram, I'm still kind of getting around that, but I'm getting there. But my Facebook group, I love uh, just because it's nice to have that sort of closed community where there's a bit, it's a bit safer and I can share nice mindfulness, you know, hints and tips and get to know the mums on a sort of a slightly deeper level. But yeah, I think social media has been great. Also an email list. That's Mm -hmm. another thing. And I mean, it's so hard trying to do all of these things, but they, have been so important for for my business and for my growth and and I love doing it fantastic that's amazing thank you and do you have a favorite book recommendation for other mums in business 
Yeah, so I read a lot. And actually, I, I do Audible a lot because I'm always out walking. So I would say there's two, probably two books that actually I recommend that have been really, really good for me. And the first one is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And what I love about this book, and it's just perfect for me, is it's all about being consistent okay doing like small simple achievable steps every day and what that does is that eventually compounds and then you get these huge rewards because I think for mums in business you know we're trying to juggle everything right we've got kids we've got the business we've got you know everything school drop-offs nursery pickups and then you're trying to you know build a business so it's about being consistent it's about trying to do one thing a day or whatever you can manage but being consistent with that because rather than trying to do everything getting completely overwhelmed burning out and then maybe even giving up just being like this is too hard whilst if you just do something simple every day so like for example linkedin i've made it sort of a commitment to myself that monday to sorry tuesday wednesday thursday they're the only days i post because that is all i can manage but because I've committed to that, you know, over time, that's, you know, it's going to compound. People will see that I show up on those three days and that I'm consistent and things like that. So that has been really good for me to know that just it's all about consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one that I've actually really enjoyed is Change Your Paradigm, Change Your Life by Bob Proctor. And that is all about mindset and changing your habits as well. And what I love about that is everyone will say this to you in business that it is 95% mindset and 5% strategy. And it is so true because there are some days I wake up and I'm like, I can't be bothered or like, I want to give up. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm a failure. I'm, you know, there's no such thing as failure, actually, just learning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And so this has been a great book for just my mindset, getting out of my mind, changing these patterns that I might have, these, you know, negative thought patterns that I might be having about myself and my business and just, working on my mindset. I think as a business owner, and Kate, I know you would agree with this because obviously you are committed to your self-development every day, but working on your mindset every day is so, so important in business. And I realize now that it really is 95% mindset and 5% strategy because you just have to be so mentally strong and willing to still get up and put the work in, even if you maybe don't necessarily want to. Absolutely. The resilience, you know, the times every every business has things that that well, like you like you say, there's no such thing as, as failure, but every, every you do have things that fail, that don't work, that yeah. but like you say, they are a learning experience. They're an opportunity to learn that that didn't work. Let's try something different. Let's go at it from a different angle. Let's change yeah. the way I'm doing something. And and you know, the the there will be failures. There's absolutely no way to run a business and not have failures. And it's the resilience to be able to push past those and not give up and to keep Ex- going when the times get really tough. Because they they do. There's yep. there's no denying there are times when things are really hard and you think, why am I doing this? Why do I spend all my time doing it and get nothing in return? And then things will start to change and you have the opposites. You have the highs and the positives and the things that make you feel amazing and the things that yeah. make you realize it's all worthwhile. But totally. it's, it's having the resilience to ride those those waves. And yeah. and they do come in waves. You come, you, you know, you get really, really high moments and then all of a sudden you find yourself in yeah. the opposite and then you're back up there again. And yeah, it's so important to have that resilience and that, that right mindset that's going to keep driving you through that. 
Totally, totally. And this is where I think mindfulness is just so transformative because it helps you to get rather than these, you know, highs and these lows just to try and be a little bit more consistent, you know, and when, Mm -hmm. you know, so when you are feeling low, you could sort of bring yourself back up a little bit. Mm. Um, But yeah, it is, it is tough, but you know, there's that saying, isn't there? Will it be easy? No. Will it be worth it? Yes. Yeah, I've not heard that one. That's a good one. Mm, yeah, no, Fantastic. I always remember that because it is hard, but it is totally worth it because you get that time, that freedom, that choice. You can be with your family more. You know, I mean, that's the main reason why I think a lot of people start their their business because they they just want that choice, that balance, that freedom. And but yeah, will it be easy? No. Will it be worth it? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And um, thank you for those book recommendations, because I mean, certainly the the compound effect is one I haven't yet read, although it it is on my wish list. And the other one I had heard of it, but it's not one that's really come into my my spectrum too much. So that's one I will definitely be adding to the wish list, because I think that sounds really good. Like you, I'm a big Audible fan. And I do like, you know, like you say, when you're doing those mundane tasks and those day to day things, I do like to have something on Audible that can keep me going. Yes. um, Yeah. my brain ticking over. <laughs> Definitely. And also what I have found is if I read a page of a book, I fall asleep. Same. <laughs> exactly so, the same. Yeah. So that's yeah, why Audible's be. been the best. Yeah, absolutely. I used to love books pre-children, but now I just don't have the capacity to stay awake. As soon as I wind down enough to be able to read a book, that's it. I'm gone. <laughs> so, I am exactly yeah. the same. It's uh, the, the, the audible option is a brilliant option because like you say, when you're walking or when you're out and about, I have it on in the car. I have it as soon as the kids are out of the, out of the car at school, the audible book goes on to get me home or a podcast, one or the other. Yes. Oh, I love podcasts, but yes, I think it's also, so I was just thinking of something. It's also about kind of, I guess, linking things together. So obviously I love walking and I love listening to my audible so I can do them Mm. together. And that's where I think it's finding things that work for you that that you can you know sort of incorporate into your into your working day or your you know busy mum life day (laughs) absolutely fantastic that's brilliant thank you Karen and before we finish please could you tell us where people can find you you've mentioned your Facebook group so is that a, a Facebook group that anyone can come and join yes absolutely so it's called mindful mums club so yeah please feel free to join it. Also on Instagram, my handle is the same, Mindful Mums Club. And then on LinkedIn, I'm just Karen Farrell Mindfulness. But if you just search Karen Farrell, you will find me. And yeah, feel free to connect with me. I love connecting with other mamas. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been really lovely to chat to you. And Wise. I'm sure all of our listeners will have gained loads of, I mean, I've learned quite a lot today and, and gained lots of positive insights from from talking to you. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here at Business Foundations for Mums. You can find all of our episodes, show notes and blog posts at businessfoundationsformums.co.uk. You can join our free Facebook group called Business Foundations for Mums or our low-cost BFFM membership for additional resources and support. And you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. 